0: The word of the, the word of God is living and effective, sharper than any to its sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. We gather here for the Eucharist. What do we hear? Word the word of God being read to us, being proclaimed to us. The word of God written in scripture, the word of God alive, which is Jesus at the Eucharist is the Lord speaking to us. The word of God is God is speaking to us. God wants to share with us the truth about who we are, how we are to live, who are we to be. And today, as we read from the book of uh, the uh, letter to the Hebrews uh, and by the way, we'll be reading it for the next three weeks yet. It's just first week. And so what we'll we hear is a reflection on God's Word, how effective God's Word is. You know, sometimes I, I do not know, uh, you know, how often you read, or maybe very often, maybe less often. But every time we we'll read God's Word or hear, there's something special, unique that comes to us. God is speaking to us in some special way. Like you might have read the readings today, you know, early on, or perhaps even heard the gospel. But each time we hear God's word, the Lord is saying something else to us, something unique, something special, because that word of God is living and effective, living and true. It's God's word, just like a person that you know uh, your spouse or your children or your family members even if you have heard the word I love you before but each time you hear there's a special meaning to it maybe in difficult moments it means something different in happy moments maybe a little different Uh, words which are spoken or you know someone who says to you and they really mean it how are you doing I've been seeing you that you're not doing as well today, whatever, uh, those words touch our hearts. They go deep. It's not just, hi, how you doing, you know? It may not mean as much to us, but even if somebody does not say it and they always were saying it, they said, well, why is she or not saying, speaking to me? And then all of a sudden it could be a dialogue. So the word that we speak, but especially the word of God, has an effect on us. It's touching us and it should. Sometimes it's challenging us, especially early on. I was reading, I said, well, I'm not doing this yet. I'm not doing that. God, you've got to help me because, you know, I wish to do this, but, you know, but it's not, you know, even if you pray the Our Father prayer, which is God's word, it's God's word. How many times we pray the Our Father prayer, Jesus's words to us, the prayer that he gave to us also speaks in our hearts as well. But let's, let's just take a look, closer look as to what, what the Word of God speaks to us, what it say to us. You know, we heard the reading of the calling of St. Matthew, Levi of St. Matthew. You know, he is a tax collector. How many how many have you heard uh, about tax collectors and Pharisees and many? So you, you know who they are. Tax collectors were not just the IRS men or people because it wasn't just collecting once a year and then you get a letter, you know, you either get something back or you, you haven't filled it out the right way. No, tax collectors were people who were employed by Romans. You know, Romans didn't, you know, the, they could have had their own, you know, uh, officials, but they didn't. They were using people, local people, and, and they were inviting them to, you know, to be tax collectors, and tax collector was someone who paid to the Romans ahead of time. So you will pay, and then he'll collect the money from the people that he paid, and he want to make sure that he not only was paid, uh, but but also that he have some extra, and perhaps maybe even a lot lot of extra money. So there they were literally extortionists, you know, you know that they would make sure that everything was paid. And it wasn't just being paid like once a year, tax, property tax. It was being taxed. You know, we pay taxes on food, not on food, but on all the products. So you go to a store and, you know, and they include, you know, certain percentage for the products that you buy. Well, Romans didn't issue 7% or 10% or whatever. It was up to the person to, um, to seek whatever they wish. Perhaps you look at somebody who's rich and they say, okay, you're gonna pay 20% and someone who didn't have much they possibly, okay, you only pay three or four. I don't know what the criteria was, but they sure they made, made, made sure that they got enough money. But at any rate, these were known as public centers. This was not only were the enemies of the people, but the Jewish people wanted to have their own country and they were occupied by Romans. So these people were working for the Roman government and not only that, but also skimming a lot of extras from them and taking away. So, so, so the, so they were hated. And when Jesus goes to a (coughs) Levi, to a tax collector, tax collector and says, follow me. It just didn't sound too good. Not only that, but what happens here is this. He, Levi heard Jesus speak because that's where the tolls were. You know, people were, you know, near the coast, people were fishing, there was a fishing, you know, tax on how many fish did you catch. And so the the tax collectors were often, you know, places, you know, it's like where businesses were. And this is when they heard Levi heard Jesus. And this tax tax collector says yes to Jesus's word. What did he hear? What was in his heart? What happened to him? What happened to him? And you know, there's something incredible what Pope Francis speaks, because he spoke about his own life. And this this story of the tax collector and Jesus calling him went very deep into his heart. He said he was 17 years old, and he had this priest who was in a parish. And this priest, um, he was able to go to confession to him and talk to him, whatever happened and and you know he felt he says he felt an experience mercy from that priest that priest died very quickly within a year he had leukemia and then he he passed away and and he really missed him you know here it is you know eighteen years old and he really misses him you know he must have been very good to him i mean to 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 pope francis as as a young man and then and then pope francis says you know I I experienced that mercy, but only later in my life when I read, you know, when he was in the seminary and when he read the story by Venerable Bede, which is an English saint, you know, going back to 700s, 600s. And he wrote a commentary on the call of Saint Matthew by Jesus. And he used a very beautiful expression. He looked upon me with mercy that's why that's why he called me he looked upon he had had mercy upon me and then because he had mercy on me he called me so it's like jesus saw the misery in him the brokenness in him and you know today's world says well you don't choose people who are really messed up and you know given positions of authority and yet this is what jesus did looked upon him with mercy because he was, you know, because he saw that he needed, and he called him to be his follower and to be his leader, to be one of the twelve. Very powerful words, and this is what Pope Francis says. You know, he says this is something. You know, and and he he put put on his uh, papal coat of arms, miser, uh, miseric. miseric- Okay, uh, the the, the Latin was misericordando et aqua uh, eligendo, because he wanted to make sure sure that on his coat of arms he experienced that God had mercy upon him and he chose him. And then Pope Francis says the following, and this is very interesting because these are the words during the year of the Holy Year of Mercy. And he says the following, church condemns sin, shows mercy to sinner. The church condemns sin because it has to relay, relay the truth. This is a sin, but at the same time, it embraces the sinner who recognizes himself as such. It welcomes him. It speaks to him of the infinite mercy of God. Jesus forgave even those who crucified and scorn him. To follow the way of the Lord, the church is called on to dispense its mercy over all those who recognize themselves as sinners, who assume responsibility for the evil they have committed, and who feel in need of forgiveness. The Church does not exist to condemn people, but to bring, bring about an encounter with the visceral love of God's mercy. And, you know, Pope Francis continues, I often say that in order for this to happen, it is necessary to go out, to go out from the churches and the parishes to go outside and look for people where they live, where they suffer, where they hope. I like to use the image of a field hospital to describe this church that goes forth. It exists where there is combat. It is not a solid structure with all the equipment where people go to receive treatment for both small and large infirmities. It is a mobile structure that offers first aid and immediate care so that his soldiers do not die. I could read a little bit more from that reflection, but the key here is this. It is the Lord who goes out to find us. It is the Lord who went out and saw the Levite and he called him. He called him in a place, which was not exactly a place of, of, you know, of conversion, but it was a place where he continued to live in sin, and yet called called him out. And, and and Pope Francis follows the, you know the 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 pattern of Jesus who goes out, and he says we have to help each other, we have to help one another, because there are many who are sick, those who are ill, and he speaks of spiritually ill. Spiritual. Those who have been affected by sin, they can't get themselves out. They're trapped often. And so it is the responsibility for all of us to help one another to rediscover Jesus, who is our merciful Savior, as we hear today in that first reading of Hebrews. He is our high priest. He's the one who intercedes for us. He's the one who bestows upon us His forgiveness. He's the one who heals the deepest wounds of our heart, especially the wounds of confusion, of doubts. How many people, because they've experienced the evil, and they begin to doubt, where is God? Why is God not there? Why is God kind of far away from me? Why, the more I wish to be closer to the Lord, at times the Lord seems to be away. And so it is this... The the gift of Jesus' knowledge, you know, we have knowledge that he is not far away. He's with us. He's, He's with us in his word that we read, his special words that he addresses to us. He's not far away because he sustains us in our existence. If you ever doubt whether God exists, pinch yourself. If you feel it, God is sustaining you in existence. God is sustaining us. Through the sacraments, especially through Eucharist confession. He's present. He's present in the priest. He's present in each other where two or three gather in his name. He's among us. That is where his love is. That's where his mercy is. But we have to gather in his name because when we call upon his name and we pray together, something happens to us. It's, it's like we don't like to hear sometimes. Let's go and pray. Sometimes he says, we need to pray because we have a situation. He said, no, I prayed already so many times. God doesn't seem to respond and we can even get upset. But the fact is this, you know, when you go to a doctor, you're not going to a doctor to honor him because you're in need. And if you don't share your heart, brokenness, the sickness, whatever it may be, you cannot receive the attention that you need and the healing that is possible and it can be offered to you which means we we open our hearts to the doctors we see the whatever it may be and and before the Lord we are to do so in the same way because because it is God in His, his mercy is our physician Jesus says today to us in the end of the gospel um, it is not the healthy that need a doctor but the sick do but the problem is Sometimes we may not look at ourselves as being needing, needing the uh, the help and assistance. In the same reflection, there was an interview with Pope Francis. He says sometimes people are hardened by sin, and he speaks of them as being corrupt, and they do not recognize that they are in need of God's mercy. They no longer recognize that they are living sin. They just justify everything. That's how life is. Rafa is tough. Life is this. You know, I have the rights. No one is going to tell me what to do. And then, and then we kind of dismiss. And he says, and this is where the, there is there's really no healing for the corrupt. It's the, it's, there's a healing for the sinners and repeated sinners. And who sin seven times a day or even not more but they recognize each time that i'm in need of forgiveness so therefore there is the mercy and grace given to them even if it is you know a pattern but as long as the pattern is recognized and there's 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 a healing and there's forgiveness and there's mercy today we are invited to to look at god's word as the word of that word, which is alive, is effective, efficacious. When we hear God's word, it enters the deepest levels of who we are. It enters the very heart. And, and the word of God is always fresh. It's not like a story that you have heard a couple of times and when somebody opens a mouth and out of charity, you say, okay, I've heard the story, but I don't wanna, I don't wanna you know, make, make him uncomfortable or whatever. No, God's word is always fresh, it's always new. Because it's God's word. God is the source of our life. God is a source of, of our well-being, of our happiness. Is God's word is also the promise of life that goes beyond the grave. So that's why God's word is 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 necessary for our daily life, like our food and our air and water that we drink and eat and breathe. Because that's that's what God's God's give is to us. the spiritual gift as we continue with the sacred liturgy let us ask the Lord to be merciful to us help us to understand his word let's ask the Lord that we may be able to meditate on his word that we read more frequently that we don't get so preoccupied with things around the world where we are just kind of looking on the surface of things but go deep into our heart deep into our awareness of the God who's very source very source of our love is with us we are the temple of the Holy Spirit we're the temple of the Trinitarian God God dwells in us we do we visit that temple maybe not too often maybe we do not have too much time whatever but nonetheless even if it's for a couple seconds throughout the day Lord thank you for being with me thank you for guiding me thank you for your word which Guides and gives me instruction and knowledge But above all we have someone else who can we tap on our lady She is always there for us She's there to assist us to intercede for us And I think as Catholics and as Catholic Christians above all Eastern as well Orthodox Christians they understand her role special role God gave her a special role to walk the journey with us And so she's there Maybe then, not only through this Eucharist, as we welcome our Lord, but also that we may call upon him more frequently and ask Our Lady to intercede for us, that we may recognize him, that we may recognize as he's coming to us, that we may honor him, love him, that we may look forward to the future glory that we'll never forget what's awaiting for us in the future, and that is life in paradise life of true happiness, life that fulfills all our wishes and desires. This is God's word addressed to us, God's promise, God's life, word that's living and true. May he be honored with our lips. May we always be cherished until one day we share that life of glory in heaven.
1: Are you a Marian helper?